Let's take a quick break in the old podcast here and talk about one of our sponsors, Ferrier Box. If you guys want to get on board with one of the coolest uh, businesses going right now, setting you up with a subscription-based model where every other month they send you a box with the latest and greatest tools that we use in our everyday shoeing business, basically. Whether we are competitors or just shoers that just uh, shoe horses every day and not necessarily go out and compete or anything. But they're going to set you up with the tools you can use in your everyday work. Use the code BRAINS for 25% off your first month's order. I'll tell you, that's a pretty good uh, chunk of change if you want to get get started on the program. A testimony pretty happy uh, customer provided with Farrier Box is... So I think at this point, the only tool you guys haven't supplied us with is a hammer and a fuller. Otherwise, your box has filled my truck with everything I need to build shoes at the horse. Thanks for coming up with the idea. I'd say you can't beat that. Go to www.farrierbox.com and use code BRAINS for 25% off your first month's order. I'd say you can't beat that. Let's get to it. What's up, everyone? We're here for another episode of the Forge and Brains podcast. We're here in beautiful Riverside, Washington at Troy Woods Shop. Yes, sir. And we kind of figured uh, we ain't got much to talk about other than just what we've been preparing for the contest and kind of what we've learned getting ready for Edgewood. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a hump. Yeah, it is. You know, it... Uh, we ran a couple of the two-man classes together. Well, there's only one two-man class, but we ran them a couple times together. And uh, what did you learn today? Well, we've only ran one in time before, and then this was another time together. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Your first run was actually fairly good. And then how did today go? Today didn't go so hot. It was a little <laughs> bit warmer. The hotter weather caught up to me a little bit, but that's how it's going to be in New Mexico. Kind of why I figured uh, coming over here, like, I knew I was taking time off to go to my brother's graduation, and I wasn't going to be forging much, and I hit you up, I was like, dude, you got any more time? <laughs> and uh, I knew it was going to be hot up here, so it's going to be hot down there. Yeah. Like, this was a just as good environment to practice in, right? I feel like it's going to suck a little bit more at Craig's place. With the elevation? Yeah. Well, what's the elevation here, do you know? It's like 3,000 feet, I think. And they're like 7,000, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I come home from uh, New Mexico, I always get a bloody nose. Huh. Just from like being up in the elevation. It's weird. Yeah. In the dry heat or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. What do you think uh, hindered you today in the two mango? I just started sweating a bunch and then I couldn't see what I was looking at and my safety glasses fogged up and... Yeah, but those are just excuses. I should just be practicing more. And that's it's hard what... to say that when you see a shoe stacked pile of yours. <laughs> it's not, crazy. Not big enough. <laughs> you got a pile there. Big pile. Yet, uh, what do you think on the individual shoes? Like, what's going to be the, uh, the toughest thing? I think thinking efficiently and making every heat count. Yeah. It's, what's going to be gets most guys how many heats do you think you're going to be getting the bar shoe done in i have been getting it done in eight heats have you and you said you've been running goads in the individual class how many uh are you getting it done in eight heats in individual go as well yeah Damn. yeah and then so, what about the concave shoe the concave shoe um i've got two heats in the straight before i crack my toe i crack my toe have the elements made so that's four four heats there so i've got eight heats in that as well i think 16 heats yeah all together carl said it was you get 22 heats 11 heats per shoe yeah Yeah. so i should have some vice time hopefully right hopefully what do you think's the toughest thing about the uh the bar shoe all the lines yeah 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 getting that inner rim in there and just making it look like the specimen i think putting the basics in the shoe having good nail fit and the shape right yeah you know it's not a round everyday kind of it's a soft spade yeah yeah for a wet wet kind of horse i guess or Mm -hmm. i don't know thoroughbred warm bloody pancake foot yeah yeah see a lot of feet like that over horses i shoe so those practice shoes i 
brought a couple with me or whatever, and they just perfect. You <laughs> know, cause not a lot of pumpkins or whatever. Right. But, you know, a lot of them yeah. are kind of straight in the toe quarters, and then mm-hmm. yeah, just a bunch of boxy quarter horse feet around here. I bet. That's something I was wondering, like, when I was driving up here or whatever, uh, once I got to your house, I was like, we are kind of in the middle of nowhere, so, and it's not like there's a, I mean, Olmac's a fairly good-sized town. Yeah. They got a Walmart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, how far do you got to, like, drive around for shoeing out here? Uh, today, I drove, like, an hour, so. Hour one way? Yeah, one way. Dang. But. So that's a track. North yeah. or south? North. So, yeah, my, but, my phone gave me the text message. It said, welcome to Canada. So, <laughs> No shit? Yeah. <laughs> is that all the farther it is? Yeah, I was probably like, I could see the Canada. So I could see like past the border where I was at today. No way. Yeah. Actually, uh, well, I came up, we went snowmobiling up in Revelstoke. This is probably nine, eight years ago. No, seven years ago. And we took this way up here. Okay. Because I remember going by that casino right there before OMAC. We stopped in there and ate. And, uh, but it was dark. And I don't really remember how long it took us to get from there to the border. So it's only another hour from here? Yep. Yep. Shit. You don't have to shoot any horses in Canada? No. No. <laughs> there is quite a bit of fancy barns up there. but Like just across the border here? Yeah. Like in Penticton and Asoyus. Oh, is that what that town was? The Penticton? Yeah, that's... I saw the signs for it. That's the second town up in Canada. What's the first one? A Soyuz. A Soyuz? Yep. It's like soy sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like Canada's California, so it's pretty... Right there it is. Yep, just across the border. There's a lot more industry. It's so hard to believe, like, right here in eastern Washington, like, the industry's... Not a ton, right? Yeah, and not then just much. right above the border, right there. There's a big ass industry. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fancy. A Is lot of Penticton, a big town, big city. Probably like I'd say half the size of Wenatchee, so a lot oh. bigger than Omak, but yeah, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, huh? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Is it still hot right there? Like the climate-wise, like the same as here? Like yeah, it's, it's pretty similar. Yeah. The land looks the same, but. I just envision going to Canada and it's like green and foresty and shit. Yeah, like that. <laughs> not, not this time of year. Yeah, right. All on fire. <laughs> Even over on this, I thought it was on the east side. Uh, there were some fires up north of here. Already? Yep. This year? Yeah. Holy shit, it's early. Yeah. And there were some fires in just south of us, 20 minutes in OMAC as well. This year? Yeah, like a couple hundred acres. Fuck, dude. It's early. Seems early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been getting quite a bit of rain, but that's when my step. So he's a fire wildland firefighter or whatever, and uh, I was asking him like, "Isn't all this rain good?" He's like, "It is, but it's also bad because it's like fueling the growth, so the growth is gonna go longer. So it's yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a double-edged sword. Once everything know? dies, there's gonna be a lot of fuel. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. In this area here, like. I smoke cigarettes or whatever, and like this time of year, I get real <laughs> conscious about throwing them out the window, you know, and like, because you hear that's how a lot of them start. There was one down in uh, Hermiston just last week, started, somebody got a flat tire and drove their car on the rim <laughs> for like uh, two miles or whatever, and the sparks Nice is what started the fire, and it ended up being like a 20,000 or 15,000 acre fire. Sounds like a real Einstein I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, a couple so. years ago, there was a guy pulling a trailer on the interstate, and the chains that went from his truck to the trailer, they were too long. And they're dragging? Dragging on the asphalt, and they probably started like five or ten fires at least really? going down the highway. Yeah, they were just little spot fires, and they were able to put them out. Oh, that's but, good. Yeah. I see that like in nighttime or whatever, and I'm like, fuck, there's sparks flying in there, and then I realize it's from a trailer from the chains, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also crazy to think like just a few sparks like that, like ching, 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 <laughs> is enough to start like a big ass fire. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I suppose like that there's a little bit of cotton or something, cotton lights up real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheat grass and 
all yeah. that stuff. A little bit of everything. There's plenty of garbage on the side of the road that can catch on fire too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's a little worse on the west side of the state, I bet. All, all the, the trash. Yeah, all the homeless people. Fortunately, I don't see very many homeless people just kind of where I live, but uh, the main highway that I'm having to drive up and down all the time now, Highway 18, it's under construction. Now I get stuck there in traffic almost every day, it seems like. And uh, I can sit there and I look on the side of the road and there's like mounds of dust or dirt, you know, like in the median or whatever. There's mounds of dirt and I've seen a set of ski poles today. <laughs> Full, brand new, full chain in the other side of the road. Like, if I was, I don't know, I would have jumped out and grabbed it, you know? Like, you see all sorts of shit or whatever. But to me, it makes me think, like, that's where you're going to catch a nail and get a flat tire. Yeah. All that crap on the road. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. The roads uh, frustrate me. Yeah. They're a lot smoother over here. Yeah, there's... Coming up here. Not much traffic. No. No bunch of deer yeah there's a sign i saw it said uh kill zone <laughs> yeah kill zone yeah but uh what do you uh what are you looking forward to the most about going to edgewood probably week? catching up with everybody and yeah being competitive trying to win yeah think you got a good shot or are you gonna have a hard time keeping up with um your teammates Probably just trying to keep up with my teammates. Yeah. I don't think I have the best shot winning, but I'm going to try my best to. And you said you guys, uh, for the live shoeing, you guys are shoeing um, Craig's horse. Sweet Pea, I believe. Sweet Pea. I could be wrong, but. Yeah. yeah. That would be kind of crazy, like, just the size of that. Those horse's feet. Yeah. That horse's foot. I'm not sure if Stan wants to do three-eighths by one or half by one. Can you imagine in the shoe and go doing half by one? <laughs> I mean, 70 minutes. I mean, you guys could do it for sure. <laughs> what do you think is the toughest thing on the uh, the two-man class? Uh, probably the first part, getting that steel bumped up. For the draft shoe? Yeah, then you're winded and you got to keep rolling on. It was tough for me trying to... Uh, Got a little trick up my sleeve for bumping right now. <laughs> Standing on my box to bump. <laughs> because, like, short guy, especially with your anvil being so much taller, like, if I didn't stand on that, dude, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to bump. It yeah. Take me an extra bump. It is about three inches taller than your anvil. Three inches? Yeah, most of the WCB anvils, I think, are about 28 inches. And this one's, like, just under 31. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, I think mine's fairly close to... I also do notice that too when you go to the WCB and you get on their anvils. Like when we went to the winter clinic, like I had been practicing shoes on my anvil at home and it was just a sand in wood stand or whatever. It wasn't an actual WCB stand. And in one heat, I was able to bump more just being on those anvils with those yeah. stands. Like mm -hmm. they make a big difference, I thought. Yeah, or I, I do. Think, yeah. You know? Just having that solid base. Like, I wonder about just even using your stand here where it's bolted to the floor. I was able to get more bumped into it in one heat. But even was, with a shorter swing. Yeah. <laughs> short guy problems. <laughs> I uh, was also kind of wondering, like, with it being bolted to the floor, you know, when we were hitting it with the sledge, we were getting the bounce out more. Yeah. A couple of the bolt anchors that I have... Um, they popped loose from the concrete, so there's only one good bolt anchor, and the other two are kind of just like holding it in place. So you think if like those two other two were bolted, it wouldn't bounce out that much? Yeah, it was when I first put them in, it was like solid. You couldn't move the anvil at all. But going to contests and undoing the bolt, it, they came loose. I probably should have gotten more expensive ones. Buy nice or buy twice. <laughs> So you were taking this stand to, like, the Foz uh, contest? Yeah, just the Foz ones. In the I fall see. and then spring. But. Yeah, it's kind of a pain in the ass having to yeah. do stuff like that, having a second stand. I think I'm just going to bring my Scott Mini Boy to Cody's contest. The oh, Inland the Park one? Yeah, just the 75-pounder. Have you tried making any shoes for that yet? 
No. 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 I'm gonna wait till after uh, the Clydesdale show. Oh, that's right. When's that? The 19th of July. I want to say through the 23rd or 24th. So, coming up pretty soon. And that's in Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah. Winnipeg, Manitoba. Winnipeg. Went to Winnipeg once when I was a kid. It was like, uh, I don't know, maybe five years old. My mom went and got LASIK eye surgery. Huh. It was like when it first came out, it must have been 99, like Dang. 98, 99 or whatever. And we had to go across to the Canadian, into Winnipeg so she could get it. High class. <laughs> I hear a lot of Canadians complaining about their healthcare system now. <laughs> Why? I guess it's like a, a government thing to where they have to wait so long to get a surgery. Really? To where, yeah. I guess a lot of, a lot of Canadians come down to the States. To get surgery to now. Get, and yeah. pay out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So free healthcare doesn't mean uh, free healthcare. Yeah. You've got to wait for it, I guess. That's what I'm hearing. Even if it was like an emergency type deal, you think? I'm not sure. I just heard it on the Joe Rogan podcast. But. Maybe some Canadians will have to uh, fill us in on that and <laughs> let us know if we're wrong <laughs> or not. Yeah. Did you see about that uh, submarine? Yeah, I did. Going down. Pretty nuts. I guess uh, they found uh, remnants of it, right? Pieces. That's what I hear, yeah. I can't believe that uh, when we were doing Hooters podcast was kind of when uh, the news came out that it was missing. And just before we did it, I was just cruising Instagram for a little bit. And like literally every post was about this submarine. That was the first I saw it. Yeah. And uh, when we wrapped up, Riley asked me like, dude, you see about that submarine? I was like, yeah, but what the heck's... It about, I had no idea up until that point. And uh, he told me that these people went missing and shit. And yeah, I can't believe that. Pretty nuts. Yeah. I don't know how, like, so there's the one guy, he was like the billionaire adventurer, right? I think so, yeah. And you get that he has a sense of uh, adventure in him, but he seemed like a pretty smart guy as well. Why would you risk yourself getting into that? tube of death i got no clue I, I don't have any interest in it i i watched the movie titanic and i don't feel left out like no that's enough for me <laughs> yeah like getting in it i mean it's bad enough getting in an airplane yeah you know yeah i can't believe that that's a trip though like that somebody was that okay with signing their life away and knowing that this thing probably wasn't up to par yeah and I'm sure they signed all the papers where it's like couldn't get in a lawsuit or anything, but yeah, still that's that's no good. I couldn't see myself doing that. Yeah, even if I had 250k to blow like that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely wouldn't. Would not want to do it. I'd buy a couple more power hammers if I had 250k. <laughs> How much did this one here run you? Uh, it was like 34, 35 with the shipping. And it's an Anyang? Yep, Anyang 264. How often do you use it? Mm, probably once every couple days when I get a project, make some tongs or a hammer. Those uh, punches you made, did you build them on that? No. Or you no. made them by hand? Yeah, just like a heat and a half pretty much at the anvil. Are you just using a three-quarter round or five-eighths? I use five-eighths round. S7? Yep, get it roughed out first heat and then... Touch it up and then go to the vise and cut it off with a cutoff wheel. Even like for your draft ones, are you using three or five eighths? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just don't forge on it as much. Yeah, just leave the thickness in it. Mm hmm. I think it more matters about your heat treat instead of the size of the stock. Yeah. I remember making some quite a few years ago and I thought they just kind of turned out scant looking. Yeah. Like really little, but. Yeah. Maybe it was half inch steel or whatever. I don't know. You showed me one when I went to your place a couple weeks ago, and that thing was a pritchel on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> that one actually is a three quarter inch round, but there's some other ones that I made years ago, and they're tiny little socket. Like, they're not long, elongated ones <laughs> like that, but uh, probably didn't help. All The only steel I had to use for a handle was three inch, three quarter. So it's yeah. fat handle yeah. next to that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I made a that batch of punches and 
I ran out of uh, quarter by three quarters, so I took some three-eighths, three-quarter, and ran it out on my power hammer. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just make your own at that point. For sure. Yeah, you pretty much never run out of bar stock. Yeah, just, with that thing, you just yeah. make your own. Yeah. Kiss blocks and good to go. Did it come with, like, the tooling and stuff for it? Or no. you had to get that on your I own? I don't really have much tooling for it, but just a couple bolsters. And I need to get, like, some, uh, I'm not sure if it's called, like, a spring die or something, but where you, uh, it's on a hinge and you flip it over. Yeah. I think Riley has them and so does Ben yep. Snare, but those are handy. Yeah, so it's a top and bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does have one. Yep. Yeah, we used it. I think we use it on uh, some hammers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a flatter. Yeah, yeah, in there. yeah. Just trying to remember that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Is that something like you would make or would you buy? I would make it, but... Yeah. Yeah. Just out of spring steel, I guess, right? On the end or the... Mm, I don't know. I think maybe like hard and mild, but something that... You would, wouldn't want it to, like, uh, you would rather it dent than throw a piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the like, spring would probably just be mild steel, I bet, welded. Oh, really? I think so. The part I think, that springs around? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Riley's is one piece. Yeah, I, just can't, forged I don't out. remember. Yeah. I don't remember. What'd you think of uh, running the first match play go in time? I should have cut more steel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. That was my second go, and the first one I had, I cut too much. So oh, I, really? I overcorrected. Oh, so you have ran one once before we just did it? Yeah. yeah. In time or whatever? Yeah. Now I have two turds on the ground. <laughs> well, three with mine. <laughs> three include mine. Yeah, that's a lot to get done in 12 minutes. The thing that I always think about with match play... Um, so say you win a round or whatever and you keep advancing, um, it also seems like your system gets more in like fine-tuned the more you advance up the bracket. Yeah. Like it's super helpful that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I also kind of wonder how much people actually practice for the match play. Quite a bit. You think my, so? Yeah. My teammates now, they Dylan and Stan, I know they practice a bunch and... I'm sure Carl does too. Carl stays pretty busy, but the match play goes. Yeah, they hmm. really emphasize it. You can't overlook it. It's true. Those points do. Well, I guess like if you're the guys at the top or whatever. Those few extra points kind of is the deciding factor for the overall, right? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Yeah. What do you think? What are you looking forward to for Edgewood? Uh, kind of getting back in the swing of things, really. Um, it's been a few years since I've went to like an individual one, and I uh, kind of missed it. And it's actually just by getting together like these past two times or whatever it has motivated me again to want to put forth the effort to try and compete again. Good. You know? kind of lost it there I guess for a little bit with the COVID coming in and I don't know you kind of gain interest in I mean everything was shut down then at that time right nothing was really going on for a little bit and uh there's enough time for me to shift my focus and then yeah it actually also helped just being around you guys last year watching you guys practice for the team deal PNW team yeah that was a fun team I enjoyed being on that and it also helped that you made the WCB team, so <laughs> I was able to step in with yeah those guys. So that kind of all helped out as well. Mm-hmm. But it also it's a reminder taking three years off of competing. It's almost like you fall behind, you know. Yeah, it's crazy seeing the bar get raised. Yeah, it's that's what I was surprised when uh, the goalpost keeps moving. When we went to the classic or whatever, like. That was the first one I've been to in a few years, and it definitely keeps going and going. And like, yeah. if you're not there actively doing it, you fall behind. Yeah. What's the longest time you, at this point in your career, what's the longest time you've went without making horseshoes? 
probably four or five days, if that. And how did you feel uh, coming the first day getting back to it? Like rough, rusty? I felt like it, yeah. Yeah. But I'm in the shop every day, so. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt when I first uh, started trying to swing back into it last uh, winter or whatever. It was like rusty. (laughs) (laughs) Really rusty. Yeah. Uh, But that's the thing that I look forward to. And uh, it'll be a good time. I'm not like a huge social talker or whatever, but I do enjoy getting to be around people and seeing people you ain't seen in quite a while. Mm -hmm. You always meet somebody new too or, you know. Yeah. Somebody you may chat with on uh, social media or whatever and then you actually get to meet them in person. Like, Yeah, put a face to the name. Yeah. (laughs) Shake their hand and meet who they really are. Yeah. You know, sometimes uh, social media can be deceiving. Yeah, for sure. Can, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I like social media and sometimes I really dislike it. Yeah. I'm a little bit fed up with it. Yeah. I quit posting here as much. And... I, uh, I don't look as much as I used to. Yeah. You it's know? a big time waster. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Especially when you could be doing something else. Yeah. You My know? phone notifies me like the amount of time per day that I spend like every week. Yep. And just seeing that number, it's like, geez, what am, sad. What am I doing with that time? It's so, sad. Yeah. You know, it, uh, for, I don't know, it might've been like eight months. I deleted all social media off my phone and my watch or my phone time or whatever, like was nothing. Yeah. You know, and then I added them back on and all of a sudden, like it went from like zero, zero, like two hours a day or whatever, like just being on my phone, mm-hmm. whether it was for the map or something to like six hours or something. I don't know. I can't yeah. remember the numbers, but it astronomically, it was like up 80% now up yeah. <laughs> from last week or whatever, last month. But, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. It's nuts. It tells me that I'm on my phone like three hours a day. And it's like, how did the fuck would I, how, how <laughs> yeah. the fuck did that happen? A lot of it's driving when, <laughs> and that's not good. <laughs> yet uh uses your like maps right like if you got your gps on there so yeah that, that counts it mm-hmm. you know so yeah sometimes you got to take that in but now that i've been getting stuck in traffic almost every day like that's the easiest thing to do is just whip out your phone and yeah scroll along like mm-hmm. what else are you gonna do in that time yeah and uh the other shitty thing is going up that highway when i get stuck there's no service Oh. <laughs> so I can't really do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I made uh, Riley ask me a couple po- episodes back. He's like, do you bring your laptop with you? I was like, I wish I would have because I got stuck there for like two <laughs> hours one day and I had to cancel my morning or whatever. And uh, I think I saw the other day you brought your laptop yes, with I you. Yes, I did. Because <laughs> I knew I was going to be, by the time I was getting done work, I knew I was going to be hitting like the five o'clock rush. And I was like, I yeah. know I'm going to get stuck. How long were you sitting in traffic? Uh, that was like 30 minutes, 35 minutes before I got to the stoplight. Because once you get to the stoplight, then you can kind of start rolling along like 15 mile an hour and you're steady. Yeah. But until you get to the stoplight, yeah, it takes forever. Yeah. I came home the other day. So the way that you came and you were getting on the highway or the, off the interstate and you needed to take my exit... And you're like, oh shit, the line was like two miles back or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was backed up three miles when I came home on Monday and it was only uh, one o'clock or two o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. It was backed up far. And I was like, Was that like shit. past the exit before it or? It was all the way to North Bend and North Bend's like uh, truck town's three miles. Okay. And it was past, it was like right before truck town. Dang. Yeah. Is there any back roads that you could take or is there no getting no, around it? No nothing. getting around it? That's the only one way. Or you'd have to go all the way to I-5 or yeah. 405, which is way out of the way. And you're getting fucked in traffic there too. Yeah. Like way worse, especially at that hour. Yeah. There is one other way you can go around. It's quite a way. Like it's out of the way and it actually would end up taking you longer because traffic goes bad that way too. Mm-hmm. So there's like no way of getting around it. Yeah, there's definitely a trade-off of living in the middle of nowhere like me. 
Dude, can't driving, charge near as much for shoeing, but yeah, driving up uh, ninety seven or whatever, like just cruising along the Columbia River, really makes you wonder what the heck you're doing, what the heck I'm doing, living over there when you could be over here. So beautiful in the summertime. You could have a boat. <laughs> They're pretty maybe. spendy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe have a boat, but it's beautiful over here and. Uh, yeah, the politics are a lot better. There is a lot of West Siders moving in. That's true. That's true. Can't get around it, really. Right. You know. But what are we gonna do? Yeah. They just keep flooding us. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We just figured uh, we'd kind of get on here and chat a little bit. Oh, another thing I kind of wanted to touch on is uh, how do you go about packing your tools and organizing yourself getting ready like right before you're going to get on the plane you like you're packing your toolbox what is like the steps and procedures you go through before i get on the plane or sorry uh, just uh you know when you're getting all your tools like prepped up uh tuned like how do you figure out what you're gonna bring like for the classes or yeah like, yeah. do you bring extras, or do yeah. you bring just... Yeah, I try to bring an extra of like, everything, Everything if I can help it. Yeah. Definitely Pritchels, because you seem to break quite a few of those. Especially if you're ma making a match play, right? Yeah. You're damaging yeah. some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was just kind of wondering in the sense of, uh, do you make sure, like, all your punches and everything are tuned up before you get there, or are you one of the guys that... Goes to the grinder there no, at the no. WCB. I do it before. Yeah. yeah. Have my extras tuned up as well. But at the shop, I get a little bit lazy and use wrecked tools when I shouldn't. <laughs> I was actually doing that when you first showed up. Tuning tools? Yep, tuning Old pritchels. Or pritchels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice, though, when they actually last a long time. And you're like, I've been using this for a while and haven't had to yeah. touch it up. That's when you snap it. <laughs> no kidding dude it was embarrassing that Pritchell or whatever uh, Riley had to use my Pritchells when we were at the winter clinic and he snapped like three of mine right in front of Jim Poor it's like <laughs> fuck man <laughs> breaking all my Pritchells right there but oh well that's funny sometimes it's the way she goes yeah <laughs> but I was kind of wondering what do you do do you weigh do you have a scale? Like, do you weigh it out before you go to the airport, or do yeah, you just hope yeah. and pray? Um, I try to weigh it out before. Yeah. But sometimes I go like a little bit overweight, and I'll just pay the fee. It's, How much is the fee? Depends on the airline. I think it's normally like forty bucks. What airline are you flying down on? Most of the time, I go United. Because um, I go out of Spokane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does it go United to or Spokane to Seattle and then wherever? Or do most you... of the time, I go to Denver. Is my main connecting. Well, that's handy. Yeah. It yeah. is handy. Yeah. And how far a drive is Spokane? Like almost three hours. It's not. Oh shit. Not too bad, but it's closer in Seattle. Yeah. The flights are like a hundred bucks more expensive than Seattle, but the drive is further to Seattle, and yeah. the parking is way more expensive. So, oh, I bet. So it's a little bit more economical to just go to Spokane. And the airport's probably a lot smaller. Yes, for sure. No, like. The TSA line is like five minutes, if that. Really? Yeah, you get oh, right through. Nice. Dude, that was like when we went to Lexington. Like, it was tiny. There was only like one little area that we could go <laughs> in. Like, that was nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my flight there, I leave, starts at 5 a.m. And I go to Phoenix, and I have a 25-minute layover. So I hope to God, like, I can get... From my next flight, I'm in the same gate. I know that, or okay. same terminal or whatever. Are you sitting like far back on the plane, or no? I paid paid to get up towards the front. That's good. So that that's way I can good. get off. Main one thing that's going to be a doozy is hopefully my tools. Oh yeah, make it. Isn't the minimum they want like forty five minutes? Probably, I think, but I think I've seen that at an airport before. Sometimes it's yeah. like they have all day to do it. Yeah. <laughs> they still don't yeah. make it sometimes. Yeah. I don't I've know. been fortunate enough not to have any lost tools or 
luggage like that yeah at an airport we had that happen at amarillo mine and brian's didn't show up or something like that huh but do you know where they went to no vermont maybe it was riley's that didn't show up we had two guys are they got shipped to the hotel they had a, it was mine yeah no it was my clothes bag that didn't show up my tool bag my toolbox showed up but my clothes bag didn't if you had to choose between the two would you rather have your clothes or tools uh my tools i mean clothes are replaceable right yeah i mean tools are too but clothes are cheaper than tools yeah i think the familiarities of your your own tools is tough to kind of the one thing used to I can justify is so we have to be there by two o'clock for the match play Wednesday, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I can borrow tools to do the match play. I think, yeah, you know, a couple runs of that, like that's gonna be fine. But having your tools for like the mangoes is a big thing. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Yeah, I've had I have had to do that once actually, where my tools didn't make it there. Dang, I had to use. I think I had to use. I used Brian's tools. Yeah, for he suckered him into it. He's a good friend. <laughs> He's a good friend. Did you wreck any? No. That's good. <laughs> I do have a time, actually, I was practicing with Brian a few years ago. Uh, so my draft punch is, it's a stray low punch. Yeah. Well, was, we were practicing roadsters. I think it was for uh, <laughs> Wisconsin uh, when Tyler Marshall was judging. And uh, it was just a cleanup heat punch. Mm-hmm. And he drove it in there so hard in the anvil, like, it was welded in riveted right in the riveted hole. yeah and uh it's <laughs> like oh, i'm sorry man just have one of my punches or whatever so that's why i got the straylo punches <laughs> he owed it to me that's funny and then i hadn't seen him in a while so we were when we were practicing for the classic or whatever he's like isn't that my punch i was like you don't remember giving this to me <laughs> he's like kind of not really but like that time when you riveted my punch in there he's like oh yeah <laughs> forgot about that but, yeah brian's a good dude it's funny at the the PNW team, it wasn't last year, but the year before, um, uh, at the team practices, Stralo, he'd always be the first one to take his tools out, and everybody would use his tools and wreck them, and then we, <laughs> then we would bring our tools out. Yeah, you just <laughs> kind of go through the paces, <laughs> yep. using everybody's shit. Punches and pritchels. It's kind of a nice thing, though, is like, but you're all building the same shoes, right? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. You know, plain stamp. Or... Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we're doing for the fall South. one? Yeah, the Southeastern Team Contest at the Heights Place, I believe. Yeah, it's not the same as Classic, right? Yeah, it's flat shoes. It's all so. flat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a plain stamp masslet for the draft day. Yeah. And three-quarter foulard masslet for just the saddle horse day. Um, and tool and foulard as well. Flat shoes. Oh, oh it's just hunter heel and then pencil. Then and pleasure on the lateral of the outside, I believe. Of the hind. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So are you going to be up at the right front, basically, with the team all year? I hope so. Yeah. Unless they boot me, because I'm being <laughs> insufficient. Well, where <laughs> else? I mean, do you like doing that foot? Yeah. 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 It's just because you're familiar with the mm-hmm. shapes of it, really? I've, I've actually only ever been on a right front foot on all the teams that I've been on. I guess the, the two teams that I've been on. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we have... Me on the right front and Dylan, which is also he's also a lefty, and he's on the yeah the uh, right hind, and oh. then the right handers are on the left side of the horse. So our you dominant think... hand is on the outside. Oh, for pushing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense. Do you find it in yourself like when you're trimming in your everyday work, like if you go to the left side of the horse, uh, that you have some idiosyncrasies with like your trimming or anything or. One thing I've noticed is I fit up quicker on a right front. Oh, really? Yeah. Just because I I think it's probably because I made so much more right front shoes. Yeah. And I just focus on the right front more. Yeah. But one of these days you're probably going to get kicked to a hind foot and then you're not going to know what to do. I hope so. (laughs) I like making hind foot sections and shoes. That's my preferred. Yeah. I like making hinds. Better than fronts, I guess. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. I was kind of happy to see that that the draft shoe for this is a uh, your foot, the left hind. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of handy. <laughs> and even the double dauber is too, ain't it? Yeah, the left I hind. believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the shoeing specimen is 
A left front, right? Uh, no. It's a right front. Right front. Yeah. Had yeah. to look in my shoe pile. <laughs> <laughs> Have you made more of those ones yet? I've just made two of those, so we'll probably make a couple more tomorrow. Quite a few of those tomorrow. Hopefully. Get some templates out, some Adam Fars. Yeah. Build some shoes. Yeah. How many time goes you want to do tomorrow? As many as we can. Yeah. As many as our elbows will let us. <laughs> no kidding. I was pretty whooped after the last time, you know. It yeah. was kind of a crazy thing. Uh, like seeing the shoe pile when we were done. And then I was like tallying up the hours. And we had like 27 shoes or whatever in 16 or 17 hours of forge time. Like, so that's 13 a piece. So that's almost like one an hour. For each of us? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if we averaged a shoe every 30 minutes. So if we had like 32 shoes in 16 hours, then that would be a decent... Because at a contest, you should be like making a shoe in 30 minutes. Yeah, a lot of people kind of pointed out, um, hopefully you see progression in the shoes. Yeah. Uh, quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. um, I can definitely see that instead of like just trying to crack them out to crack them out. But you also, like you want to work for efficiency, right? Yeah. So like doing them in... You need to go through the motions to get a system mm -hmm. yeah yeah i find that like first starting out making them slow yeah and then over time you'll get faster yeah Keep last going. year in fort worth i that was probably the most shoes that i've ever made for a contest and it was like there's the two man was two draft shoes and i probably made like 30 of each of those by yourself too. by myself without a striker Jesus. but the first couple shoes and the last couple shoes looked like the same shoe Really? Why? I just wasn't making any progress and just, I just kept making shoes and... Oh, cracking them out. Yeah. Just trying yeah. to do it. I was doing quantity over quality, but... That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Just got to be mindful of it and... So you were just trying to go through the motions and just to do them, you think? I don't know. Looking back on it, I don't think I was really, like, going at it the smartest way I could, but... Yeah, I'm just trying to think about that, <laughs> like, how it, uh... How somebody can do that, you know, where you're not making progress in the middle, yeah. but... Well, I was only doing time goes. I wasn't... Oh, just building them shoe-shoe. You were, like, making yeah. them Yeah, I wasn't giving myself any extra heats trying to make them, like, nice. I was just... Yeah. Especially those draft shoes. Like clicking start on the, trimer, on the timer and then go rolling on, so... God, that's tough. Yeah. Making two draft shoes. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta think smarter, not harder. <laughs> right? I'm gonna grab something to drink real quick. <laughs> Look like an old guy. Back hurts. <laughs> oh. Mountains are blue. Suppose you want one, huh? Oh, I don't drink. <laughs> Too young. Yeah. Still got about six months. Until you're 21? Yep. Oh, wow. You think you'll go out and uh, do the whole 21 cello? Probably not. I was kind of an idiot in high school. Really? <laughs> yeah, I did plenty of that. Well, got it out of your system. Yeah, thankfully. Moving forward. Yeah. Doing the right stuff. Trying to, yeah. Making leaps and bounds. It's kind of crazy, like, when, uh, I've just noticed it, like, just this two times with you or whatever, um, your shoes get cleaner every time, you know, like I've seen you over the few years, I guess. Yeah. You've been doing it. Like from the first time I met you at Foz, uh, two years ago, I think. I think so. Yeah. And then to now, like it's, it's crazy. Like the work definitely pays off just by being in here every day. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah, it does. You said, uh, you don't have any distractions here. Yeah, it's pretty pretty primitive. Pretty primitive. But it works. Can't beat that. No. Know? It's time to do it, right? Like kind of what we were saying at dinner. Like do it now while you can instead of like wishing later that you could have and mm -hmm. struggling at it. Yeah. I feel pretty fortunate to have entered the trade at an age that I did at 16. 
do you think, uh, oh, you were 16 when you got into it? Yeah, yeah, I got my GED when I was 16 and started oh, nice. apprenticing under a journeyman, but I made my mind up. To get your GED, did you have to go through like a school or was it a high school, or like a college or was it a high school? Uh, I think it? I went through my high school and it was pretty funny. My parents didn't think I would pass it, but I went, went in and passed everything the first time. Because it's more advanced, is it more like, a, so what would that put you in as like a sophomore or a junior? I finished my sophomore year of school, but I didn't start my junior. So it was like, as soon as my sophomore year was over, I went to, I want to say it was the courthouse and I took the all the tests. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Got high 90s, surprisingly. God dang. <laughs> it was pretty. So it's pretty straightforward. Then. Yeah, it was pretty elementary. Wow. Yeah. Like To say some people struggle with it. I thought it was mostly common sense. But. Yeah. <laughs> That's something we lack a lot in this world is common sense. Yeah, days. it's not so common anymore, sadly. It sucks. Yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> Stick our head in the sand. Yeah. I guess keep your head in the forge at this point. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to uh, think about it from time to time. Like I wish there was something more that we could do, but it's like we get one vote. And there's so many other compared to us or whatever. And sometimes it's hard to hold faith in the system. Like, is the fifth system true? You know, like... I hope know. so. You hope. Yeah. But kind of makes you wonder. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy <laughs> Joe. No kidding. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. It would be cool if, like, the votes went off, like, per county. But... I thought... They, oh, uh, the electoral, right? Yeah, there's the electoral college, but yeah, like, yeah, some that for I don't state, really get. yeah, like how that works. Like, well, I don't know, it's weird. I'm too stupid to I understand it all. I don't pay attention to it enough, anyways. But yeah, that's why, probably why I'm frustrated with it because <laughs> I don't understand it, and I don't really care to under. I mean, I want to understand it, but I don't care to like. Put the time into put the time into yeah. figuring it out. Yeah. You know, got other things I try to prioritize. Mm -hmm. Making horseshoes, horseshoes, podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> all sorts of shit. <laughs> it's never ends. Yeah, yeah. People make time for what they want to. Yeah, there's not too many excuses out there. I mean, I guess there is if you're looking for them. Yeah, I mean, there's all the excuses in the world. It's just uh, how many, how few you choose to use. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, push forward. Yeah. There's a lot of talk. Not much doing this day and age, I think. Yeah. I think social media kind of emphasizes on that of people posting and talking about what they're doing, but not actually doing it. Yeah, you find that quite a bit. You see that quite a bit, you know. And sometimes that's uh, kind of the thing... I said about it's nice to put faces to the people you see on social media or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess that's kind of the cool thing about competition is it puts your money where your mouth is, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, you lay it on the line. Yeah. No excuses at that point. Right. I don't know. It is a pretty even baseline. Yeah. Same bar stock, same anvils. Same time limit. Yeah. Everyone gets the same... Same deal. Yeah. Sometimes it kind of makes you wonder, though, like with the live shoe and go, like, you know, all feet are different, right? Yeah. And I, it all goes back down to basics, though. It's, I think, it's true. That's what contests really emphasize on is basics. Yeah. The basic fundamentals. Are you helping the foot or are you, does it get better, stay the same? or? Yeah. Get Learning worse? to get around it, not underneath it. It's a hard thing to do. <laughs> it's a hard thing to master. It starts the ruler. Yeah. How long do you think, uh, at this point in your career, how much longer do you think you'll try to compete and be like super competitive? As long as I can, I, th I, I would like to think. You think like 10 years? Until you're like 29, 30? That'd be cool. Yeah? I, I'd like to hope so. Like, we'll see where life takes me, but... I don't want to make any claims and 
not follow through with it. But yeah, it's a hard thing to say. Yeah, put a number on it, I guess. You yeah, know? as also, long as it interests me, for sure. Yeah, it also gets to be a time where uh, who knows you may pick up other interests, you may have children. Yeah, got some goals that I haven't reached yet. So as far as like competition, yeah, wise, yeah, yeah. What are some? What's a big goal that you want? National championship would be pretty cool, but I think I've got a few years at least until I reach that. But yeah, my dad always tells me that if I'm the smartest person in the room, then I'm in the wrong room. But <laughs> <laughs> if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Yeah, I gotta think about that. Like you are who you hang around. Yeah. Like being on the, the team that I'm at now, Dylan and Stan and Carl. Oh, you're not the... I'm, I'm the only one that's not a, a ch- national champion. Was Stan? Uh, in Australia, I believe he was. Or New oh, Zealand okay. he was. Yeah, New Zealand. But, yeah. Has Carl won the... Yep, 2019. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was the... Yeah. That was the year Dylan beat me all year. <laughs> beats all of us golly <laughs> lefties man <laughs> lefties <laughs> a little bit more to it than that thankfully <laughs> it is kind of crazy like uh, you know you guys are both young lefties and you know you guys are both on the right path you know about the same height is he taller than you, or are you the same height? I'm a little bit taller than him, but... You are? Yeah, we're both tall and goofy looking. <laughs> <laughs> we're all goofy looking, really. Is anybody, uh... <laughs> we're all just goofy looking horseshoers. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do much about it. Right. Well, we just wanted to get together and uh, just do some chit-chatting about what we got going on, and we'll probably... Get after making some more horseshoes tomorrow. And yeah. Give it a whirl. Put the nose to the grindstone. Yeah. We will probably see some of you guys there at the uh, the contest next week. So, thanks for watching. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>